Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me. I want to do something a little bit different today. I know if you've been listening to the show, you know I I tend to deviate a little bit uh, from business. Uh, Sometimes I do solo acts and I I like to talk about different things. Uh, It could be storytelling, it could be about laughter, human interest. And and today I really want to go there again. Um, I, I got motivated, I recently watched a movie called The Ultimate Gift. And it was a movie uh, released in 2006, Uh, James Gardner, who uh, it it was always one of my favorite actors, and Abigail Breslin played in this movie. And it was uh, based on a book written by Jim Stovall. Um, Jim uh, was a a national champion Olympic uh, weightlifter, the President Emmy Award-winning narrative television network, and highly sought-after author and speaker. He was very... uh, involved in television accessibility for uh, the nation's 13 million blind and visually impaired uh, people. The President's Committee on Equal Opportunity uh, selected uh, Jim as the Entrepreneur of the Year, and he was also chosen as the International Humanitarian of the Year as well. So he's, he's really noted for his caring, his giving, his insights. And while I don't want to really talk about Jim too much, I want to talk about the ultimate gift and in the movie honestly uh for me it was it was okay uh james gardner is one of my my favorite actors uh maverick uh probably dating me a little bit but i I love that i love that television show and so i watched this movie and and it was like okay it was pretty good but at the end the the last little bit in the credits they summed up what the ultimate gift was about. And there's 12 gifts, if you will, the ultimate gift um, kind of list. And that really hit me. It really motivated me to to really think and dig into this, which as you can hear, I've, I've been researching the author and trying to find out more about the book itself and about the author and, and what motivated it. And so I wanted to share these 12 gifts with you. I think they're important, especially given in today's world and society and all the stuff that's going on between the pandemic and the unrest and in the financial crisis and all the things that are looming to us. And and I thought that these 12 gifts I'd like to give to you, my listeners. So I hope you'll... uh, Hang with me here I, and, and, and listen in. I think you'll find this hopefully as inspirational as I did. And, and so the first one was the gift of work. Now, there's so many people out of work right now because of this pandemic. And, and we've certainly been here before, certainly worse than it's been in a very long time. And, and work certainly is about money, right? Earning money to pay your rent to do things that you need to do, feed your family, take care of your health care. But the other thing that that work does, it, it gives us confidence, credibility. It, it bodes who we are as human beings, that we are fulfilling, we are giving, we are doing for society. And so really the ultimate gift of work for me is about really that satisfaction of 
when you feel good about the work that you did during the day, right? You come home and you, you did something, maybe you helped somebody or you solved the problem for somebody and you feel good. And, and it's, it gets above and beyond just the money that you earned that day. It's really about how it made you feel as a person. And so work gives us much, much more, right? It's, it's about having pride in what you do every day. It's about getting up and, and doing something that moves you forward, moves your family forward, moves your business forward, moves this country forward, moves your family forward, your sons, your daughters, your parents, whatever it happens to be. So if you take the scope of work and just think about it in the terms of earning a paycheck, that's different. You've heard the, the saying, uh, give a man a fish he can eat for a day, but teach a man to fish he can you know, feed himself forever. And, and really that kind of pride in what you do and how you solve your problems and what that work does for you, I think is, is really important in, in putting things in perspective. So this first gift then, the gift of work, I want you to think about that in the context of what does working actually do? beyond the paycheck for you? What does it give you? Which actually leads me into the gift of money, right? Number two. Now, certainly uh, I was told, you know, money won't buy you happiness. I would jokingly say, well, in that case, it would certainly make me smile a lot. And money really does allow you to do things. And yes, it allows you to buy and have materialistic things and all that. But it does allow you to do other things with money and to help other people help people in the world. But if you think about that, money can't buy you necessarily your happiness or necessarily your one day more of life. So you have to think about money in the context of what does it really do for you? Again, with the pandemic and, and the recession and all the things that are looming over us, a lot of us are thinking about, you know, where's money going to come from? But take it out of the context once again of kind of the basic human needs. And what does money really do for you? Can it buy everything you need it to buy in order for you to survive, to live, to be happy? The third gift is the gift of friends. Now, certainly when we think about friends and, and when we were younger, we, you know, we walk into a park and there's 10 little boys or girls playing and we don't know who they are. And 10 minutes later, we've got 10 best friends. That sorts of change as you get older, it becomes a little harder to make friends. You're in high school, college, and certainly in your early years, uh, myself personally, a lot of my friends are the friends that I made with my boys who were playing sports. And we've managed to maintain that friendship. But breaking into a new kind of group of friends is, is often difficult. But if you think about friends and what it really means to you to have people that are beyond just somebody you can call, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good today, I'm good today. I like conversation. I like to understand what's happening with people that surround me. Because really, when you have friends, it's it's much more meaningful in life. I, I feel I feel for folks that don't have friends that, that are isolated and sitting by themselves, especially during these times, that, that don't have people that they can call upon. You know someone that you can befriend, if you will, that might just need a helping hand or someone to talk to or a book to be read to or a child that might need to be taken to the park or a grandmother that no longer has family around them. So friends, we throw this word around. I mean, it's like, I've got a lot of friends. I've got tons of friends. 
But if you really isolate it down, and I'm going to challenge you to do this, how many true friends, and whatever your definition of true is, how many friends would you say are absolutely true? How many would go to the map for you? How many would do things for you above and beyond? How many times I have a lot of great friends, but sometimes I might even talk to them for two or three months. Do I feel they are my true friends? I do. But, you know, in those days of high school for me, when I had people that would, I believe, would, would walk through fire for me, um, you know, those are those are far farther and few between. So think about that when you're just dealing with folks that you are friends with or friendly with might be the better word. And how can you build? How can you strengthen those friendships? Get beyond this. How you doing today? What have you been up to? Probe. We, I've talked before about listening skills. Listen to what they're saying. Ask. Be curious. Maybe you can offer a piece of advice. Build that friendship, that gift of a friend that becomes beyond just something that's superficial. We all have our own issues. We all have our own problems. Everybody does. And we get consumed with them. But I'm telling you, if you can just get beyond yourself for five minutes and listen to someone else's issues and try to offer some advice, if nothing more, just be an ear that maybe that they need. So I encourage you to think about friendship and, and just beyond, you know, what we might throw around is, a, is in this broad sense that I have a lot of friends. The next gift is the gift of learning. Now, for me, education is, is definitely a, a lifelong journey. After I graduated, I went back to school several times because I was challenged. I wanted to get to the next level. The only way to do that was to go back to school. And I, and as of recently as only five years ago, I was actually went back to school, took a, an online course uh, in social media strategy. And, and it took two years to, was the certificate program. But there's always something going on when you're educating yourself. And that could be from books that could be immersing yourself in, in, in something that's going on in society. And it could be travel. Now I'm very fortunate in the last three or four years, I, I've been able to travel a lot more than I, than I ever have. I traveled a lot when I was in my early 20s, but I've been traveling a lot lately and got to see a lot of countries that I've never been to. I actually got to meet a family, an extended family that was my father's brother and sister that my father's father's brother and sister that I had no idea even existed and they knew didn't know we existed. And now we have this extended family in Italy that we communicate with. And so learning comes from a lot of different angles and you need to continually learn. I, I actually think that I've learned from watching, I won't say watching the movie, but learning about these 12 gifts, I feel have actually inspired me and obviously why I'm here today talking to you on the podcast. But to me, there's a constant pushing yourself forward to learn. And, and, and every day you learn, it moves your life, it fulfills your life, it gives you something more. I used to never read, and then I became a voracious reader. I mean, I, I would say, again, maybe my sister reads like five books a week. I would read three or four books a month, but even then I would always feel fulfilled, whether they were mysteries or whether they were, you know, some kind of nonfiction, whatever it happened to have been, I, I always propel myself. And when I do a lot of driving, which of course we don't do now because we're all sheltered in place, I would get audio books so I could continue to, to educate and learn my, as I was just driving around, the constant learning. We're inundated with 
content these days, just sitting at your computer. You can be inundated with all sorts of information, whether it's business or, or personal or learning or about Facebook or your friend, whatever it happens to be. So there's that treadmill that we're on and that you're on, that there's a constant education and learning. And I think that that is something that never stops, never stops. And I encourage you to make sure that you never stop taking the time to learn. The fifth gift of the 12 is the gift of problems. We can all learn from our own problems, absolutely. We learn from our mistakes, and hopefully we don't go back, we don't go back in arrears and, and repeat these mistakes that we have. And as we go through life, we make lots of mistakes and we learn from those mistakes, and hopefully you, we pass on that information to our children or to other people. But the other thing is we can learn from other people's problems and other people's issues. And when we do that, we, we really start to, as they put in a quote, master life, right? It isn't just about what we're doing is we're taking in observations of what other folks do as well. We do this in, in business and a lot of the strategy work that I do, I, I, I look at competitors, I look, I, I analyze, what did they do? What were the mistakes that they made? What could they have done things different? How does that apply to maybe something I'm working on and we can have lessons learned, if you will. Uh, lessons learned actually was a, a, a podcast and a and a blog that I wrote. Uh, you can find that on my website. It was about history and recessions and how businesses acted during those times and what they did. And those that made certain moves came out of the recessions much stronger than those that made other moves and, and actually get our businesses were hurt. So we tend to learn and can learn from things that we see, whether it's learning about money, you know, put money away for a rainy day is what my mom and dad used to tell me. Um, I never really listened in the early days, but as I went on, I certainly did. So again, look at other people's issues, at your own issues, and how can you learn? If you're not learning, if you're not moving forward, right? What's the old saying? If you're not moving, you're dying. So if we think about so far, we've covered the gift of work, the gift of money, the gift of friends, the gift of learning, and the gift of problems. Now, the gift of family. Now, when I say family, you know, some of us are born into terrific families. Some people are not. We have brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins. Uh, my my aunts and uncles on, on just my mom's side alone with my first cousins growing up, we could fill about 120 of us, a big Italian family. And growing up, I was very close to all of them. We, we used to hang and even the ones that lived far away when they would come up in the summer, it'd be a lot of fun. Yet, family doesn't have to mean blood, right? Do you have people that you consider part of your family? People that you would do anything for, right? That, those extended friends is what I was talking about earlier. People you feel are very much part of you and, and who you are as a human being that I would consider family. I have several folks that I, 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 yes, they are my friends, but I actually see them more as family that I would do anything for. Now, I have a great family. I have an older sister and a younger brother, and I'm very close to them. We talk all the time. And unfortunately, my mom and dad has, have passed away about 10, 11 years ago now. But always very close to those families. I've actually rekindled relationships with with several of my uh, relatives that I was talking about growing up with. And so, you know, we're not talking every day, but certainly involved, but I'm not necessarily involved in their life. 
right? We're, we're friends, we're cousins, we're friendly, but they don't know the intimate, intimate details of what I'm going through and I don't know the intimate details of what they're going through. But they are family. But again, I, I encourage you to look beyond. Who, who are those folks that you would consider those family members? Because, you know, having that, and, and really, what, is it, what does it take? A lot of it's about love. It's about caring. It's about having consideration for others. Having family doesn't have to be blood. It has to really be born in love and how you feel about people. Those are your true family members. Because I know people who don't get along with their parents, who don't like their brothers or don't like their sisters. Yet they're family and they're blood, but they don't really consider them family. So it's not about blood. right? It's about that love and about that feeling that you have. The seventh gift is the gift of laughter. We take ourselves way too serious. Uh, I did a podcast about six months ago called The Lighter Side of Life. If you haven't listened to it, I I encourage that you do. I basically spent my time telling stories that I thought were kind of humorous, some about myself, some about others, but I thought were very funny because we have to be able to laugh. We have to look at the lighter side of things that are going on. There's so much negativity. There's so much pressure that we, we feel in in the world today we have to step back and find humor because that we want to lift our spirits we want to feel better and if there's constant pressure about what's going on I mean we're we're sheltered in place I I know there's just days personally it's like I oh my god I've been sitting at my desk from 6:30. I got up to get coffee I got up to get lunch which I ate at my desk and now it's six o'clock and I'm gonna have dinner and I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to probably move in and watch some news or watch some TV and I'm sitting again. So in the course of the day from 6.30 in the morning to whatever, 10 or 10.30 at night, I'm sitting on my butt. So those are stressful. I actually got out the other day was to wash my car. It was the first time I left the house in four days. And there's no reason why I couldn't. I just walk into my, my yard and sit in a chair and get some fresh air. But I didn't because I'm feeling this pressure. So I try to find areas that, that I can find some levity. You know, watch comedy. I'll tell, do some jokes with some friends. I have several of my friends that I call my friends that even though we don't see each other at the time, I, I know if I called them up, I'd get them on the phone this very second. And we exchange jokes and we, we tell each other stories. And, and we go out and I have some other guys that I go out and I golf with. And we spend a lot of time laughing and joking and having a good time. So laughter really is important. But more importantly is about taking ourselves too seriously. Because that adds some extra activities and stress, if you will, that maybe you don't need in your life. So I find life without laughter is is difficult. Now, here's a quick story that nobody ever would know except people I went to high school with. I was voted class clown. So uh, for me, um, being a jokester and, and, and having some levity, if you will, in my life has always been important. And so, again, if you could laugh once a day, just find something to belly laugh about. De-stress. Take it easy. Right. Just sit and think and let your mind wander and get beyond the day to day crap that we're all dealing with. The eighth gift is a gift of dreams. Now, 
I'm not talking necessarily about the dreams we have at night because we do have those. Uh, lately, I've been having some really weird ass ones, I have to tell you. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe because I might be eating something late at night that I probably shouldn't. But I'm talking about the dreams of, of our futures, the dreams of a better life, the dreams of a better world. Right? We, we want to think and get beyond what's two feet in front of us. Right? Whether it's for yourself or whether it's for your children or frankly, whether it's for society or, or any other reason, your church, whatever it happens to be. We want to dream. We want to have these goals. We want to be able to grow. And you can do that by dreaming. But beyond dreaming is I want to see action. Right? We can dream. I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time that have these great business ideas. And they're still on paper. They're still in their heads. They never actually got up, put one foot in front of the, the other and did it, right? You can't have a great business from a great idea unless you take that first step and actually begin it. So the same kind of thing when you think about dreaming, think about those dreams, the dreams of travel. I, I wanted to travel when I was younger. I worked for a, a Fortune 500 company that frankly took me all over the world and then on to an advertising firm that again gave me clients in Europe. So I got to travel a lot as a, as a, as a young adult. And then for a while I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, it was more Mexico trips as opposed to Europe or Asia. But like I said earlier in the last five years, I, I had these dreams of going to Italy and these dreams of, of going to the Galapagos Islands and Alaska and places that I, I see and I think they're beautiful. But those dreams got to come true because I, I, I worked to make them happen. So again, your dreams, your life, right? They're yours. They're your dreams. Nobody can make your dreams come true. Right? I feel like a Disney movie at this point in time. But nobody can make your dreams come true. You have to set those dreams, set those goals, and move forward in that. And I think that's really important. Otherwise... Being unfulfilled, unfulfilled in doing things, you know, there, we set goals for ourselves. And uh, I mean, I I had a dream of being a, a lead guitarist and you know doing blazing riffs on on my guitar. And I first picked up a guitar when I was probably 13 years old. And I started and I stopped and I started and I stopped and then I got into piano and I stopped. And it wasn't eventually until almost boy 15 years later that I did it again and, and I actually got pretty decent playing rhythm and I could start to play some lead guitar but I had a lot of self-doubt I dreamed it but I just couldn't I couldn't get there because whether it was the passion or what frankly whether it was the talent I still think it was the talent I just, for some reason I couldn't my, couldn't get my fingers to move that fast but but I was trying to fulfill that dream and so you know, I dropped it again and then I picked it up again. So I kept coming back. But there's, I have a few of those dreams that I had in life that I just was always tomorrow. I'll get back to that. I'll deal with that. Oh, I, it's just something I'd really love to do, but I can't. So I encourage you to, to not have 50 things that you would like to accomplish, but let's start with one. Think about the one thing you would like to accomplish. Is it writing a blog? Is it learning how to play music, learning how to play a piano, knitting? I, I don't really care. What's one thing that's kind of been your passion throughout your life, but you just never quite got to it for whatever reason? Maybe it's skiing. Maybe it's snowboarding. 
I, I would, I really wanted to snowboard, but I, I couldn't see myself, you know, landing in my butt for weeks on end trying to figure out how to do it. Why I was a decent skier, so I gave it. I chose not to do it. It wasn't that big of a dream, but music was a dream. Writing a book was a dream, and I say was because I still haven't totally accomplished it. I got two manuscripts halfway through. But I haven't accomplished it yet. And and be damned, I've got a note sitting right in front of my face that says, you will do this. And the perfect time would have been when we all got sheltered in place. Would have been a perfect time to start that kind of an activity. And I've talked to people that, that had that dream and they did it during this time. So I am going to do it because I have to. I have to fulfill that dream in my life. And so I encourage you, if you have those kinds of dreams, whether it's just to travel, go get in the car and drive some places you've not been before, whatever it happens to be. I want you to fulfill that dream this year. Then I'd love you to call me, send me an email and tell me that you did it. Now the gift of giving is the ninth gift. And, and really it's about not necessarily monetarily giving something, right? It, it, it's the gift, in my opinion, the gift of you doing something for others. There's a man I've interviewed on this show, uh, Charles Antis of Antis Roofing, and he is a huge humanitarian, working at Houses for Humanity, a lot of charitable events, uh, another friend of mine, Leilani Quare, um, Be the Change HR. Her, her whole thing is about giving back. She donates parts of her part of her revenue to charities, and she does this tremendous amount of work for people. They've chosen to take a piece of them to give as a gift. I've done this myself. I've worked on the uh, uh, some of the food distribution groups. I've worked on other charitable events. Actually, even having folks, certain folks on my podcast and giving them an opportunity to have a voice was part of me giving back. I mentored some of the universities and the innovations programs. I, I lectured a lot of the universities for no money because I want to give. I want to give other people an opportunity to hopefully find their dreams, if you will, about running a business or growing a business or whatever it happens to be in achieving that. So it doesn't cost me except for my time and my experience and my talent. And so I encourage you to think about the gift of giving in the sense of not writing a check, but what can you do? I think about whether we see on television for dogs and cats or people that are hungry, whatever it happens to be, write me a check. And that's great. But think about the people that are not writing checks that are actually flying to to these uh, third world countries and, and, and doctors that are helping uh, folks or giving of their time. So, it, but no, do we have, have to hop on a plane and fly someplace? Not necessarily. I mean, I live in Orange County, California, and I remember the first time I worked on the food distribution center, and they were telling me of all the hungry kids here in Orange County. I, I, I couldn't fathom that. I just couldn't fathom with this this rich South, Southern California County to have people that are hungry and homeless. It just boggles my mind, but it exists everywhere. And so by taking time, working on a fundraiser, doing things that helped motivate and drive and to give. So again, I encourage you, uh, another friends of mine that are working in various charities and they, they donate money, they donate prizes, they donate auction items. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about the time that they give. So again, 
Think about the gift of giving, how it'll make you feel, right? How would you feel knowing that you could help? How would you feel knowing that you could go to Mercy House and, and work with the homeless and making sure they had a place to put their head or those families that have, ch have children and, and need a place to stay? And I'm fortunate that my, my kids have, have worked in those kinds of situations because they wanted to give. And so again, think about the gift of giving, which leads me, frankly, to the gift of gratitude. The number 10 on Jim Stovall's list. And, and really is being thankful whenever you can. Be thankful for what you have, not necessarily what you don't have. Right? We all want, I want that. I want to do this. I want that. But what about what you do have? My mom used to tell me, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it's about your health. Because you can have a gazillion dollars, but if your health is in the toilet, it's not going to save you. So she would always say, make sure you're healthy. Make sure you're good, because if you have your health, you can have everything else. But if you don't have your health, you don't. You know, as, especially as, as, as we get older, and, you know, we kind of go through the cycle of life and, and we start to people that we now know might be passing away. Maybe they've got cancer. Maybe they've uh, you know, been in car accidents, whatever it happens to be. But life does change, going to change on a moment's notice. And I, I talked about this in another podcast. You have to be grateful for what you have because it can change. And I think that it really doesn't take much to say thank you. To show appreciation. I mean, a simple thing of letting somebody that has two items in the grocery basket and you have 50, to let them ahead. It's a, it's a nice gesture. It's a gesture of giving, which I just talked about. Right? Maybe that person needs to get back really fast. You don't know about what's going on in their life. But a simple gesture that leads to some gratitude and people being thankful and you being thankful. Again, it doesn't cost anything to be grateful, which really takes me to number 11, and that's the gift of a day. Now, now what does that really mean? So I think about the gift of a day, just one perfect day. What would that be? What would one perfect day look like for you? Now, think about that. I want you to sit back while you're listening to me talk. Um... And, and think about if you could design the perfect day. And don't sit there and tell me winning the lottery or anything like that. Don't, don't, don't dream something or wish something, right? Hope is not a strategy to make something happen. But think about that perfect day. What, what would make our lives wonderful for that one day? And, and what would it be? And frankly, would you change something? If we had that one perfect day today, would you change it? And is that one perfect day going to lead you to a perfect day tomorrow? Or was it a perfect day from before? Think about what that gift of one perfect day would be. And it might be as simple as getting up, having breakfast with your family, going to the beach, stopping along the way, pick some fruit off a tree. I, I have no idea. But because we all could have that one perfect day that wouldn't last but it might change everything else 
in our lives. And the last gift is the gift of love. Now, as I said earlier, uh, money won't buy you happiness, but as I said, it would certainly make me smile a lot. But, but really, the love of money, if you will, really, I mean, it's, it's hollow, it's shallow, it, it, it really provides an empty existence. So when you think about the gift of love, not only the love that you have for your family, the love that you have for your friends, but honestly, the love you have for yourself. And I think that's really important because if we can love ourselves and respect ourselves and do and achieve some of these other gifts that I talked about, we can all become much better people, much, much better human beings. At the end of the day, it's about being grateful, considerate, can take that love and extend it. And again, I, it, obviously you meet somebody on the street, you're not, you know, you don't know them, you, you can't you know, give them the love that you might give your kids, right? But but we can love in many different ways. And I think if we truly love others and truly care about others, it, it makes us different people. But we, if we think about loving others, right, extending that, how that turns us into a different kind of a person. And, it, and I think if we think about society people around us, the people and everything that everybody's going through, including ourselves, don't get me wrong, this isn't always about outreach, but also about introspective of yourself. And so think about the gift of love that you can outreach. So again, I look at these gifts from this from this book and this movie that you can, I think you can watch it on Netflix is where I saw it. And again, it's a, it's a decent movie, not a great movie. But I, but I love this the, the the messages within this this book. And again, as I really hit me within the last you know three or four minutes when they were scrolling through the credits and kind of recapping the gifts. I'll recap those for you right now. It's the gift of work, the gift of money, the gift of friends, the gift of learning, the gift of problems, the gift of family, the gift of laughter, the gift of dreams, the gift of giving, the gift of gratitude the gift of a day, and the gift of love. Thank you for joining me. I, I hope you found this 30 minutes or so that we have spent together worth your time and your investment. I hope you'll think about these gifts. I hope you'll see how you can utilize these gifts and also give these gifts. I wish you all the best, staying safe, thriving, and continuing to drive in this difficult time. And I encourage you, please send me an email if you'd like to hear more of these kinds of podcasts. I, I love doing them. I'd love to have some people on and we could talk about this in much greater detail. I wish you all the best. God bless. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.